I'm Kane. And I'm Coda. And this and- is the gay talk. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, you know what? That's a good that's a good first one. Yes. Did we wanna say and this is the gate talk together? Or yeah, just like together. Okay. Duh. We'll try to say the gate talk together. Like you can go and this is and maybe we count to like one, two, three, like in our head. In our head. Yeah. Okay, let's try again. Okay, okay. I'm Kane. And I'm Coda. And this is the, the gate, gate talk. talk. Okay, we did it. We did it. Okay, so do you want to go into uh, this is episode one of the Gate Talk where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. Uh, so, do you want to give a little background on what you what what your background in Magic is? Oh yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Coda. I've been playing a Magic for about six years now. Um, I am a big Cat Tribal player. I played a lot of Cat Tribal Standard when it was in Standard. Um, which was around like Amon Ket. And uh, ever since it went out of standard, I tried some modern and then mostly focused on commander. Um, I really like making tribal and themed decks. So perhaps they're not competitive, but they are fun. Um, so because of that, my decks tend to be more battle cruiser, um, if not kind of low to mid power decks. And yeah, I enjoy having creatures in my decks and like the synergy between the creatures and their effects. What about you, Kane? What about you? Uh, how about you introduce yourself? Sure, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've I guess also been playing Magic, I would say, seriously for like six years. But uh, we actually both started like forever ago. Like my first ever deck was one of those like pre-made 60 card decks. If people remember those. And it was the Fido Titan pre-con. And he was a, a 7-2 that came back to the battlefield tapped when he died and he was like six mana and I thought that was like just the best card ever which is funny you know, right <laughs> he's, he's a real good blocker every other turn and sometimes he hits for seven but yeah no uh so we've been playing kitchen table for like you know 12 ish years I would say yeah probably about 12 yeah like 12 ish years but yeah um but yeah seriously for six years I started really getting into it in college and going to like all the local weekly tournaments and that kind of thing. And just like your FNNs. And uh, I was known as like the guy who would build kind of like the weird stuff that doesn't work, but he would kind of like make it work. Uh, Ixalan Pirates, looking at you. Four color Ixalan Pirates. That, that's my like claim to fame in the local area. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. It splashed green for Vraska, <laughs> 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 which was bad. But like, I don't know. So yeah, I guess that's uh, my beginnings. And then moving forward, uh, I learned about Commander and my first ever Commander deck was the Melee Boros Commander. And I just threw a bunch of random red and white cards I had into this deck and it was just horrible. And my first ever Commander game was against Aloro, the Ageless or whatever, the guy who like gains two life when he's in the command zone. And against a Boros deck that had no idea what it was doing, that was like the most unfun time. And I thought Commander was kind of stupid. But I soon, uh, I, soon, I soon learned the ways that Commander was actually kind of the way to play. And I enjoy all aspects of Commander, uh, ranging from the battle cruisery stuff into more of the spikier, like competitive stuff, because I think that's kind of fun. And so I've really grown to enjoy 
playing combo and commander and trying to set up weird synergies because I think that's really fun. Um, and looking then, at your Brea deck. Yeah, yeah, no, Brea, Brea combo is very. <laughs> people fun. refuse to face it. I know, yeah, people get angry about it. So, which is why I'm, I'm <laughs> currently, you know, making it worse. But anyway, continuing on and on and on. Uh, I also have joined many modern tournaments and I've never placed like anywhere relevant, but that's because I play spirits. <laughs> <laughs> and I will never actually, and well, I guess I'm about to admit it, they're not great, just like competitively, but they can squeak out wins against any deck and I will stand behind that. I just have to draw the right seven cards and they have to draw the worst seven cards and I will win. I feel that with Cat Tribal too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in college, I'd go to standard tournaments weekly and play uh, standard spirits, and I kind of made them work there, uh, even beating, you know, Golgari Delirium pretty consistently, which was kind of like the good deck at the time. And uh, when they rotated out of standard, I got kind of bummed because I was like, oh, I don't really want to play anything other than spirits because I kind of like the tempo play that they, they gave me access to, and so I just converted it to modern and never looked back. I bought my Mausoleum, War my Mausoleum Wanderers at 50 cents. <laughs> back in the day back in the day and now they're like six dollars a piece so <laughs> yikes <laughs> i know yikes yikes indeed but yeah it's a little bit about my background in magic and i'm happy to have started this with you because i think it's gonna be really fun yes me too very excited so for our first topic we're going to be talking about the five bank commanders that we think are the most fun to play. And uh, this is your background. favorite color. Well, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> However, uh, all of my commander decks tend to be banned, which is funny because my favorite uh, magic color uh, is black, and Bant has no black in its three colors. <laughs> um, but whenever I get an idea of a deck to play, I'm always like, oh, I want this idea. And it just so happens it's in Bant. <laughs> Bant is just worse Simic. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> don't go trashing my Bant like that. <laughs> it's just a touch of life gain. Just a touch of life gain. It's perfect. And removal. Don't forget white removal, exiling. True. Yeah, you can do all sorts. So you can play Path to Exile and ramp your opponent. Banishing light. <laughs> Vanishing light, all those. Settle the wreckage. Borrowed time. Okay, yeah. White is good about removal. Fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can also play stacks pieces in Bant because you have access to white, which is kind of funny. So you can actually build like Bant stacks, which yeah. we'll get into. <laughs> we will. So we each have some honorable mentions. Uh, these five, even though the fifth one's going to be the lowest on our list with number one being the top, um, we all think these are pretty fun to play or will be pretty fun to play. Um, but we do have some honorable mentions each uh, that didn't make the list, but we're very close to. Yeah, and we won't be going uh, nearly as in depth into these at all, but uh, it's just we feel like they're worth mentioning. So if you want to go first with yours. Sure. So this one's probably going to surprise you, Kane, but my first honorable mention is Shalane, Teller of Tales. Um, he became, he was very close to making this list because I think he is a very fun commander. Um, I just think some of the other ones might be a little more, just have a little bit more edge in what they can do and being fun. Um, but I think Shalane's an awesome commander. And I remember playing, uh, I think it's a deck you made with him and having a ton of fun. Um, 
so yeah, Shalane's my first honorable mention. Um, my second one is Gorion Wise Mentor. Um, he's just an, ad he's an adventure commander. Um, I never got big into the adventure cards, but I have played a few decks, uh, especially on Arena. And he seems like if you like adventure, that would be a super fun commander to have. Um, yeah, one of my just... friends runs that and it does look like a lot of fun to pilot. Yeah, so he's definitely an honorable mention there. He's I, he's mostly honorable because it's kind of a one trick pony there. It's just adventure, yeah. uh, which is totally fine. Um, and then I have Galia uh, Kindler of Hope. If you like equipment decks, for instance, um, I feel like she would be awesome. And that would be a lot of fun to play, especially since with her, you don't have to pay that equipped uh, cost, um, which is really nice. So I think she would be pretty fun to play. But again, you'd have to use equipment for her to be fun. But yeah, those are my three honorable mentions. That's uh, yeah, funny you should mention her because I will then lead off with Galia Kindler of Hope is one of my first honorable mentions. Um, because yeah, it's just, it's, it's kind of, and when you're in white, that's, that's kind of what you want to do too, is like, it's like, oh, I'm playing equipment, but now all my creatures are dead. But you can like cast the aura and equipment spells from the top of your library. So you kind of get like extra value that way. So it kind of makes the equipment deck a little bit better. And you do don't have to waste mana on like actually equipping the creatures if you already have something out there, which is really nice. And it's nice that she has vigilance as like a total side note. Vigilance yeah. is great. <laughs> I feel like you'll probably hear me say this a lot, but like on like the metrics for a commander, I feel like the four, four for four is kind of like, it's just like the ideal like commander stat line. Four mana commander for, and it's a four, four. Yeah, perfect. Because you play your, your your ramp on turn two, and then you drop your land on turn three, and boom, you have a commander out. So I, I, I've always liked the four fours for four, and I think that Galia does a lot of things that we want her to do. Uh, my next honorable mention is Shauna, Purifying Blade. Ooh. Because, yeah, she gives meaning to uh, life gain, right? Because like, that's what everybody's always complaining about, like, oh, white doesn't do this, white doesn't do this. Well, now it, it does. You gain life and you get some some stuff back. Card draw, card yeah. Draw. Yeah, card draw. <laughs> Notably, <laughs> card draw. So I feel like there's a lot of fun directions you can take it in terms of like win cons and stuff. And uh, yeah, no, she just seemed cool to me. So uh, for my last honorable mention, I chose Jedit Ujaman Mercenary, the cat guy, the new one from Dominaria United. Yes. I just, yeah, just token strategy. Uh, he looked like a lot of fun. Uh, three mana commanders. Also cool, not as cool as the four four for four. However, but you know, you get them out early and you start making cats and yeah. So I, I think he deserves a mention there. Cool. So now I guess we'll get into the main list. Yes. Do you want to start with yours? Um, sure. Okay, so coming in at number five. Number five. <laughs> Falco Spara, Pact Weaver, one of the new uh, demon crime lords off New Capenna. Ooh, yeah, I thought about him a lot, too. Yeah, no, he's really cool. He's another one of those, like, play off the top of your library and counters of all types, super matter. So it's like you get that Simic value that everybody always wants, but it comes, like, at a price. So you got to, like, you know, take away your shield counters or your 1-1 one -one counters or whatever. And so there's just a ton of ways to build it. Um, the reason why he's kind of low on the list uh, is because it... it you can't like take away counters from like enchantments or lands. It has to be a creature. And I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of like that restriction because I, you know, because then you could do like a saga build with them too. And that would really like 
push him like to the top of kind of some of this like Bant stuff that we want to do because like it's just I feel like it's everything that Bant wants to do right you've got counters and you've got like the value playing from the top and I don't know it just seemed like everything that you wanted to do and you can also because he's got trample too he's, he's flample which means you can also suit him up with stuff so you can take it a Voltron direction and have that be viable even because he can like deal damage when he's a super high power Mm-hmm. And and he comes in with a counter himself means he, he he enables himself, which is always I feel like important in a commander. They should they should enable themselves. But um yeah, so that, that's my number five pick. I just think he's really cool, and I feel like the the direction of builds is kind of like infinite. You can take him so many different directions, whether it's Voltron or just one one counters or shield counters or like a mix of all three of those if you want to do some like crazy funky stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. Um, that is my number five. Cool. All right, and my fifth is Jeddah O'Janon Mercenary. Surprise! The Cat Tribal player picked the Cat to be in the top five best commanders for Bant. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I really like Jeddah O'Janon uh, Mercenary uh, a lot, actually. I think there's a lot you can do with him, um, especially since there's quite a few legendary cat creatures um, that you can use. Uh, you can use him for tribal cats if you want to, you can also just use him for just legendary creatures in general, um, basically making him a legendary creature commander uh, if you wanted to do a kind of legendary tribal. Additionally, you could go the more token route by focusing on the cat warriors that he makes. Um, and I think that you could do a lot with him, uh, especially because one of the cat commander or my bad. One of the cats you can put in is Prava of the Steel Legion. He's a legendary cat, and he buffs the tokens, which is pretty cool, and he's just a three-drop, um, and he's not that at all. Um, additionally, you could also go a forest walk route with Jeddit, which is pretty cool, um, because if you notice, the cats he makes um, are 2-2 two -two green cat warrior creature tokens with forest walk. Uh, there's uh, other cats that have forest walk, and the other uh, Jeddah O'Janan also makes uh, green cat tokens with forest walk. And in or order to like basically make forest walk work when you're facing another deck that doesn't have forests, is thankfully Jeddah is banned. And in blue, you get to change uh, lands to the color that you want them with a bunch of different little enchantments and abilities from creatures like Lush Growth, Song of the Dryads, Deepwood Elder, and many, many, many more. 
but to change lands of your opponents to forests and create that forest walk for that unblockable damage. Um, I think you could just do a ton with Jedit, and I'm pretty excited to make him eventually because I do want to make a Jedit deck. But yeah, he is my fifth on the list. Well, and I've got some more to add there because um, I didn't realize when I was initially reading him, I think I actually might have put him in my top five. It's whenever another legendary creature enters, not cast. Yeah. So you can even go like blink strategies with Jedit and just make a ton of 2-2 forest walking cats. And like you said, Vant does have a lot of ways to like change land types, most notably... Um, Oh, I can't think of it, but it's the it's the forest that changes everything into a forest. Oh yeah, I might have it down here somewhere, but I I looked up a lot of um like enchantments that do that. There's blue like illusory terrain and convincing mirage. You can change like all an opponent's lands into forests. That's so sick. It could. I don't know if it's like it's a forest in addition, or you literally just turn them into forests. I can't remember, but um. Yeah, it it could it, it's pretty awesome. So you could do a lot uh with Forest Walk if you want to. Yeah, you could go um, do the Forest Walk, you can do like the blink thing, you can go wide and yeah, that's really cool. And then you could finish them off with the classic Crater Hoof Behemoth. But Of course. Yeah, but I mean, there's so many other ways to win too. So yeah, Jedit is awesome and he is a, a very worthy pick even though he he just entered the arena. He did. Um, United, but he's a, he's a, he's good. Special mentions for him in a deck would be like Parallel Lives and Doubling Season, Second Harvest, just double those tokens. Um, if you wanted to go more of a token side of things, right? I had Chatterfang, World General in there. Um, you can't, just... he's, he's got black. Chatterfang has black? Yeah, he's Golgari. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. No. Oh, he is. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you could play like you know, like Nut Collector and like all the some of the squirrel strategies too. You could be like you know, cat and squirrel uh, friendship deck. <laughs> yeah. So My there's bad. fun ways to build this, and there's like I feel like actually pretty competitive ways to build this too. Oh, for sure. But yeah, I just I'm excited about Jedit. He's super new. Seems very fun. Yeah, and that could be hype talking too, but I legitimately think this 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 cattle mercenary is is, is legit. And did you say the the old Jedit? Jedit, he's the mono green one, right? Yeah, um, that is Jedit Ojanin of Efrava. God, yeah, uh, the mercenary version of Jedit, that's way better. Oh yeah, oh Jedit Ojanin of Efrava. He's a very good card, but he is hard, kind of hard to play, and very costly. He's five mana, right? And green, green, green. He's six. Oh, he's three green, green, green. Ooh. But when you play him and he's not killed, uh, he kicks some ass. True. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, this this Jedit's gonna do good. A things. lot more. Yeah. He's gonna do good things. <laughs> good things. <laughs> All right. Um. I guess I'll go on to my number four then. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. My number four is a. Uh, Tokasia or Tokasia, dig site mentor. Yes. Yeah, and I, I don't totally have like a ton to say about her, but I just think it's a unique bat build, but looks like a graveyard and artifacts matter strategy, which I really like. So I feel like, and I could be wrong, feel free to correct me. It's my you know favorite thing about the Venture the Island community. We'll all correct each other. Yes. <laughs> but yes. I feel like there's not a lot of like bant like artifacts matter stuff, specifically like 
with that like graveyard strategy. I just, I, I, again, I think it's kind of a unique build. Um, I'm trying to find because it's a. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and read to Tokasia. Oh, and I wanted to do like the intros with um, like their a little bit of their lore. Oh, that would be cool. But yeah, Tokasia, lore-wise, was an elderly archaeologist from Argive on Dominaria. To whom both Urza and Mishra were apprenticed as youth, and that comes from the MTG wiki. So she kind of trained both Urza and Mishra in the ways of, you know, the artifacts. And she went on that, uh, like, she went with them to Koilos, where they found the White Stone and the Weak Stone, and that's how that all, you know, started. So she's relevant in the story, which is cool, and she's just like a master artificer, which is awesome. And I, I've, I'm trying real hard to, because um, I hear her ability, and her ability is unique in that it's she has to go to the graveyard. Yeah. Which is really cool. And the cool so thing is, get those artifacts back, and and she she gives every creature on your board tap surveil. Yeah, that's the big thing. And Which her ability is okay. Like it's pretty okay, and you can use it and send her back to the command zone, which is even cooler. But her typical ability just that every creature gets a tap for surveil is what really makes her yeah super uh, good. what i was thinking of when i first like read her and there's not a ton of good cards that do this but like you know the inspired mechanic from theros or one of the yeah blogs? yeah you can tap them without putting them in danger and then they'll untap and you get that inspired trigger which i think is really cool that so is that, cool yeah there's like a lot of fun like tappy stuff you can do with Tokasia. This this gives Horseshoe Crab, shout out to Horseshoe Crab, a very relevant <laughs> include because it's a three mana one three and you play Horseshoe Crab and it just has the ability blue untap Horseshoe Crab. So you could do like mass surveil with Horseshoe Crab. Yes. Which is kind of funny. So that's kind of a fun little like mini mini combo with, with Tokasia. Tokasia, I don't know what it is. But uh, yeah, um, those are some of the cards I had listed for that. And I, I still don't know what 10... Uh, mana value. Uh, it's so hard to change from mana value to convert to mana cost. Yeah. But um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what you'd want to get back. Like that would like you know be not necessarily game ending, but just like super brutal, you know. Yes. So I mean, like obviously you can put an Isochron Scepter combo in this. That's really easy. But I don't really know. Anything else? I mean, there's just so many things you could get back, and I just want to know what like the combo stuff you could get back. That would be good. That would be really cool, yeah. And it's possible I'll be talking about her soon. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, but well, that's about all I have to say about Tokasia. Okay, so my number four is actually Shauna Purifying Blade, which was one of your honorable mentions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Since we're giving little descriptions, Shauna Sisse is a descendant of Captain Sisse. We we stand Sisse, by the way. Um, she became part of Joyra's crew and later captain of the rebuilt skyship uh, Weatherlight. Um, she and her crew actually res rescued Karn, Teferi, Joda, and Jaya from the new Phyrexians. She assisted in the formation of a new coalition to fight against a second Phyrexian invasion. And um, she helped to free braids. So that's pretty cool. Um, so as far as uh, Shauna Purifying Blade, uh, we mentioned before, you know, she gives life gain a meaning in that you can draw cards when you gain life, uh, which is awesome. 
Um, but what I've always really liked my life gain decks. Most of the time when I make a new deck on Arena, it has something to do with life gain and then using that somehow. So um, I am a huge fan of this, especially since it actually gives you some value in card draw, which is needed a lot. Um, I found a, a card that would work really well with her is Shabraz the Sky Shark. Um, they basically just, they're perfect together. <laughs> um, <laughs> So Shabraz um, is flying. And when you draw a card, you put a plus one, plus one counter on him and you gain a life, it, which is great. <laughs> so basically they just work off each other super well. Um, and the other thing you can do with Shauna other than life gain, uh, which is kind of different. Um, I've been using it a little bit, though with Bant, it might... I don't know if it would be viable, but it would be fun to look into is second card draw. So like Fairy Vandal, uh, Joel Rael, um, Wanvoli Recluse, which makes you cats. Uh, surprise, surprise. I had a cat in here. Um, Teferi, Temporal Pilgrim, uh, all these things that you draw cards. And then these creatures and planeswalkers basically get value by you drawing cards. Um, and then in order to do that of course you have some life gain mechanics in there to do it so i thought it would be cool um looking into that second card draw kind of mechanic along with the life gain um and life gain decks have so many like so much stuff you can do with them at this point they're pretty high power um like angel of destiny is just a straight up win con so um our sovereign Yep, Felidar Sovereign. Yeah, there there are definitely ways to win with life gain, and I forget who said it, but uh, <laughs> someone said life gain is just bad extra turn. It's perfect. <laughs> because, you know, if your life's not at zero, you get another turn. Exactly. So. <laughs> but yeah, so Shauna made my four. I think that makes sense, because they're, and that's why she's in my honorable mentions, because there's a lot you can do with Shauna. Yeah. And I like that Shabraz little little mini combo there too. That's a that's a fun little two card thing you can get going. That's not broken, but it's very good. It is, yeah, yeah. They just they go off each other so well. They do. It's 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 very rad. I like that. Cool, cool. All right, let's go into your number three. Oh, so yeah, we're at number three now. Halfway, halfway there. Yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> my number three, I think, is kind of like a fan favorite just in terms of, like, Magic the Gathering fans. Do you, do you want to take a guess as to who the band, fan favorite would be? Doravi Spaghetti? No. Oh. Arcades. No. Then I have no idea. Feldegriff. What? Feldegriff. He's, like, the OG group hug commander. Oh! Yep. <laughs> the hippo. Yeah, the legendary yes, hippo. the hippo! Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, he's literally OG group hug, so you have to have him on here, you know? Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Feldegriff is just, I don't really even have much to say about Feldegriff. I mean, I think everybody already knows everything you need to know about Feldegriff. He, he draws other people cards, he gives other people creatures, and I don't even remember what the white ability is. Is it gain life? Probably. <laughs> That's Probably. white staple. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Feldegriff, okay, so Feldegriff does uh, give themselves like a 
thing. Like blue is you return Feldegriff to your hand and target opponent may draw a card. White is Feldegriff gains flying until end of turn, target opponent gains two life. And green is Feldegriff Graves trample and target opponent puts a 1 1 green hippo creature token into play. And so I think the, the line is usually, you know, play a bunch of like group huggy things. And then I forget what the card is. I should have done more research on Feldegriff. I just didn't really want to talk about Feldegriff because I've been talking about it a million times before. But that's fair. Yeah, but it's like you give your opponents 1-1s, and somehow when they enter the battlefield, they hurt the opponent. He's a cute little guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just I feel like Feldegriff has to be mentioned. He does. Uh, yeah, because he's like OG group hug. Um, I'm never going to build Feldegriff. Because <laughs> there's, there's, there's way better ways to build a group hug and make it more fun. Like, uh, I'm not sure if it's group hug, but, you know, Nekrusar. But we can talk about that when we get into Grixis. Y- yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you have to mention the hippo on a bant list. I feel like so. There he is. There he is. He flies. He bounces himself. He gains people life. And he's cute. And he's cute. We love you, Elder Griff. At a boy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> there's really nothing on his lore page either, which is Aww. kind of funny. I, I know there's. Yeah. Veldegrifts is a creature type describing purple winged hippos. <laughs> Beautiful. That that's all we need for Veldegrifts. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I I guess we can. There's a trivia page on the wiki too, but um, so both of the versions of Veldegrifts can create one one green hippo tokens. The hippo token of that size, and the only hippo token at all, uh, was in Amonkhet's mouth feed. Oh my god. Yep. <laughs> Beautiful. So that's uh, goofy. <laughs> yeah, you can go to your number three. Okay, so my number three is actually Tokasia, which oh. has already been mentioned. So I will also <laughs> <laughs> won't dive too deep into her. Um, but yeah, surveilling for a tap is pretty good. Um, that's so good and unique. It's really good. Surveil is Demir usually, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I added in, you know, like Emery Lurker of the Lock and Sidemaster yeah. Thopterist if you're really going hard into artifacts. I also accidentally found like two win cons for her, which oh, is kind of cool. Please do tell. So the first one was Mirrored and Besieged. It's a two, an island enchantment. And it says, as Mirrodin Besiege enters the battlefield, choose Miron or Phyrexian. So you're going to want to choose Phyrexian, and that's the one I'll talk about here. And it says, at the beginning of your end step, draw a card, then discard a card. Then if there are 15 or more artifact cards in your graveyard, target opponent loses the game. Yeah. So uh, that's that's a straight-up win-con there for Tokasia if you're going really big into your artifacts and all you're doing is putting them into your graveyard. Um, so funny. The other one I found was approach of the second sun. Cause you can just surveil yeah. all the way to approach and then draw it and win. So, yeah, that's you know. a really good win con too. <laughs> so when looking through Tokasia, I found those two, which I was like, Oh, great. Um, also for kind of fun stuff, portal to Phyrexia would do super well in Tokasia. Um, there's also green as well as Simic cards that work in putting lands in your graveyard. Um, I actually, I use a Tokasia uh, Historic Brawl on Arena right now 
Um, and sh the deck's done really well, especially with uh, Slogark the Overslime, um, who basically gets a counter whenever a land card goes from your library into the graveyard. Oh. <laughs> yep. So you attack, someone blocks or double blocks, and you just tap your other creatures and start putting lands in. And then basically you you trick them out of that. Um, and there's that, that card from either Crimson Vow or the other one where uh, it's like a four mana, like three and a green, and return all land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. Oh, yeah. That's disgusting in Takasia. Yes. Uh, World Shaper as well is a merfolk who returns all lands in your graveyard to the battlefield. Um, yeah. A newer card that does really well, I'm also using it in this historic brawl deck, is Titania Voice of Jaya, along yeah. with um, Argos Sanctum of Nature, which is a land. Yeah. Um, insane, honestly. I got her out way too quickly at one point and made someone quit. But like, she's <laughs> she's real good and also gets you lands back from your graveyard after needing to put them into your graveyard. Um, and then another kind of call out for Tokasia is Wonder in Brawn. Yep, yep. You just put Wonder from your library into the graveyard, bam, all your creatures have flying. Brawn, bam, all your creatures have trample. I also yeah, had well, Genesis. Um, Genesis also does something like this as well. Um, it's so, oh no, it didn't come up. Yeah, so at the beginning of your upkeep, if Genesis is in your graveyard, you can pay two in a forest. And if you do, you return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. So that's another incarnation. Um, not as good, in my opinion, as Wonder and Brawn, because you have to pay mana for it. But still, like, you can use it. But I just thought it, I just thought it was interesting that she has these win cons and seems fun to tap and surveil. Yeah, no, that, that's a that's some really good ideas for Tarkasia. So thanks for doing that because yeah, no, those, those are some really really sweet things that you can do with it. Like the approach to the second Sunwind. I mean, yes, it, it's just like it's like Simic with extra steps, but I feel like those extra steps are fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I feel like the joke. It's like a Simic value engine with no real win con, but like this gives you the win con and like that. Uh, what was that card, Phyrexian? What? Mirrodin Besieged? Mirrodin Besieged. Yeah, that is that is hysterical. I can't believe I found that. I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's an incredible little, little card with Tarkasia. Oh my god. And just, and yeah, then, like, all the lands matter. It's like, simply because usually like, oh, like, draw a card, put a land, put a draw a card, put a land. Which is like Chilean, but that's just like so easy to enable, you know? Absolutely. And, and this, if you have... Like, the cool thing is if you have like Hana, or Hannah, Ship's Navigator... They got rid of Mirrodin Besiege and just get it back. So yeah, they're definitely <laughs> back. Or, um, Heliod's. Oh, it's the the land Heliod's something, but it's like you, you put an enchantment on top of your deck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yep, for one and a white, which is super easy, so you can get it back that way too. So you can, oh yeah. yeah. So not only does it have the win cons, the cool win cons, but you've got ways to protect your win cons and like get them back even without. You know, black, which is usually the the better card, the better color at getting that stuff back. Exactly. Yeah. There's. It's just so interesting how Bant is able to do all that stuff. Yeah, it feels like Tokazia should like operate kind of like a traditionally black colored commander. 
Exactly. Yeah. But it's just yeah, it's a it's a simic value engine with a win con, and you're playing with a win con, and you're giving a creature surveil. So it it does. She does so, so much stuff. She does. It's awesome. Yeah. So re shout out to Takasia. To re shout out to Takasia. <laughs> I know. That's, that's, yeah, I'm gonna have to pick up a copy. Right. Yeah. I I've been enjoying playing her on Arena a lot. So. I, know, I just need to use the wild card to make her. And I can yes. ruin a little bit too because it's just so cool. It is. All right. Um, so that was your number three? Yep, that was my number three. Also, oh, we're moving into the top two. We are. All right. Uh, number two for me, and this is another one I probably won't talk a ton about because it's been talked about a lot, but uh, Derevi, Imperial Tactician. Yes. The, 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 bird, the bird wizard himself. The boy. The boy. Wait, I think, I think it's a girl. Derevi I think Derevi's a chick. The girl. The girl. <laughs> girl a, the girl boss. The girl. She's Derevi. going hard. Derevi truly is like the bant girl boss because stacks on stacks on stacks. you damn right. That's right. No one's playing magic except Derevi. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Derevi is just like the stacks commander, right? I mean... One of them. I mean, honestly, she's so good at doing it. You can straight up make any deck you want with Derevi. Yeah, because you yourself, I know. I'm, I'm sure we're, we're going to talk about Derevi again, so we won't talk a ton about it right now. We will. Don't <laughs> yeah, worry, okay, we will. I, I <laughs> but um, yeah, you get, you've got the bird commander deck, and there's there's definitely more fun ways to build Derevi if people don't like playing against stacks. But yes. I, I did also want to take this time when we're talking about Derevi to uh, just get out there that people should stop like hating on stacks like if you get totally locked out of a game sure that's kind of lame but like if there's like a few stacks pieces in play all that's doing is like giving you more lines you know what i mean yeah to like try and try and think through it and get around it and everybody always complains about like white being a bad color well there are a ton of like stacks pieces in white that this people don't play because it's like taboo so then you'd like never see that. And when you see that, you're like, well, that's unfun and not fair. And it's like, well, no, you just have to like think about how to get around it. It's the same idea with landfall. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, people shouldn't like hate on this stuff. It's there. It's just, you just got to play through it, play around it. And it makes you think about the game a little differently. It's like, oh, I've, I've hit this, this wall. Now, how do I climb the wall? You know? Exactly. The only exception I give this is energy, because fuck energy. <laughs> we'll go to that later. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Derby's awesome. Uh, honorable mention, Stasis. Yeah, wonderful. My <laughs> Derby spaghetti. Taps, yeah, everything stays tapped, and Derby and tap stuff. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is so good. And and I mean you could even do like inspired stuff with Derevi. I like the inspired mechanic. I wish there were more cards that did it. But Derevi also notably taps stuff down. Yes. So yes, that's does. yeah, she. She. Oh my we gosh. <laughs> but yeah, Derevi's awesome. Yes, um, she is awesome. And I can't believe I haven't mentioned this yet, but no command tax. You just Yeah, the command tax. The, yeah, you just, just put her out of the field. You don't have to worry about Derevi dying multiple times because it's always going to be a four drop. 
Always. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's three mana the first time you play her, but yeah. then four every subsequent play. Sturevi just sticks around and she, she will back. build the stacks walls or just do whatever you want. It's just, yeah. It's just a, a bank commander that'll always be there. And which means you can also do a Voltron strategy with her because I feel like that's the, the problem with Voltron strategies is that the command tags get so fucking heavy that you can no longer play your, your only one card. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the Revy's great. And there's definitely fun ways to build her and there's unfun ways to build her. But do and not she, fear the unfun ways because yes, there there is a way through. And she's super budget. It's <laughs> she's true. only like a $3 commander. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just for as popular, I feel like, as Derevi decks are, or I guess maybe they're not if they're steady, you know what I mean? But yeah. it's cheap commander, so give it a go. Yeah. Um, All right. No, you're number two. My number two. Arcades the Strategist. Yeah. Uh, well, I have walls, walls. So if you haven't guessed, my two big band decks are Arcades and Derevi. <laughs> um, uh, so Arcades the Strategist is the number one wall defender commander. And when I first made my wall commander deck, I kind of thought it was going to be like a funny kind of meme deck. Like, lol, you're going to lose to the walls. Um, turns out it's my best commander deck now. Um, Arcades gives you insane uh, value off that draw. Every time you play a creature with a defender, you draw a card. And then he's also high alert, so that's perfect. Um, I mean, walls just become insanely good. You can do so many strategies. I accidentally found an infinite combo. Arcades just doesn't stop being fun. I've played Arcades for years, and I'm not sick of that deck at all. Um, there's just so many things you can do with it. There's just something special about whacking somebody with like a zero eight defender and winning. It's <laughs> it's great. Um, I, I don't know like how else to describe how fantastic Arcades is. I just have such a special love for the little elder dragon. That's awesome. Um, um, I, I I love the card True Conviction. It's the six man enchantment that gives your creatures double strike and lifelink. Yes. And it's just yeah, you can play all the the fun combat enchantments, and it is definitely like I, I'm not even sure if I'd say you can build it battle cruisery for sure. Yeah, one, but I think Arcades is so like there's that infinite combo with Axbane Guardian. Yeah, Axbane Guardian and um, High Alert. If you have enough yeah. defenders, you can just keep untapping High uh, Axbane Guardian and get infinite mana essentially. Yep, and freed from the real and Axe Guardian. Like, it's just, it's nasty. Like, it, so it'll do systemic things, you know, make a shit ton of mana, play your big things, and then combo out and win. Or you can just hit people with walls. Absolutely. And the cool thing is, is that it gives defenders, I mean, it makes them really good. And not that defenders weren't good before, but it just, it gives them that extra oomph that really, um, I think, walls needed. And since a lot of people don't tend to use walls, it's also a very budget deck. <laughs> if you don't add yes. in a ton of expensive enchantments. There's a lot of like walls at common that are bad until they start hitting you for six on turn two. You know? <laughs> exactly. Um, I added both propaganda and um, oh, the white one. White Ghost propaganda. Yep, ghostly prison. And then build up your wall army and then swing for like 
a hundred. It's awesome. Since I saw that you can almost go like an enchantress style with Arcades if you really wanted to and have like like Mesa Enchantress or something like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. To try turning on some more engines and generate even more card draw. And yeah, it's just it's it's kind of nasty. It's soup. It can get very nasty. Yeah. And, and I do feel like it's, it's it's more than just like play walls and win. You're like you're shooting up walls. You're playing enchantments to like you know protect yourself. It's like you can build a pillow fort. It's like it's a weird pillow fort. It's a pillow fort that hits you back. It is. It's a, so it's it's just, a crawling pillow fort. Yes, it's a crawling pillow fort. Animate yeah. wall. <laughs> Animate wall. But yeah, Arcades is my number two. Very good. I guess we're in the number one slot. Slot. Huh? We are. Um. Yeah, my my number one spot goes to who I feel like does everything that Bat wants to do. It is Rune of the Hidden Realm. Oh. Yeah. Um. Rune does have a fun wiki page that I do kind of want to read. Uh, Rune of the Hidden Realm is a rocks soldier from an unknown plane who is believed to guard the gate of an ethereal world. Raised in a devout family, the young Rox was drawn to warlike pursuits against his father's wishes. Rune joined the infamous Herald's Army, where he became a skilled fighter. After a mistaken slaughter of innocents, he deserted and wandered into the wilderness, where he received a vision of the Hidden Realm and was told he was the keeper of its secrets. While some called him a blasphemer, Rune embarked on a pilgrimage to rally people to his cause. His compelling personality attracted many, and he became a prophet with legions of followers. Rune doesn't actively seek out conflict, but when he perceives a threat, he will eliminate it quickly and efficiently. For those who believe in him, he's a great guardian who will one day open the gate to eternal glory. Which I think is pretty badass. That is badass. Giant elephant soldier who guards a mysterious ethereal plane. That's amazing. But I mean, I feel like a lot of people do know about Rune because he's one of the uh, Commander 2013 precons. But if you don't know, Brune is a commander, and I guess I'll go ahead and read his card as well. Um, he's a 4-4 four, four for 5. Vigilance and Trample. Um, he has an ability to and tap, exile another target creature, return that card to the battlefield under his owner's control to the beginning of the next end step. And so this is cool, because not only are you blinking your own stuff, but you can blink other people's stuff and, like, get rid of it. And so, like, you can do, like, a tap-untap thing with him, and um, and I do hate that you you know it costs two mana to activate his ability, but he's just, he's just so versatile. You can tap and get rid of other people's creatures, and then swing in with your big simic stuff. Or if you've got stuff on your board, you can you know exile stuff at the, like the end step of people's uh at the end at the end step of like other opponents' turns, and you can have them re-enter and get your value there. Or if like if someone's targeting your stuff, you can exile them. And uh, get rid of, you know, so you, it's his protection. Yes. His value and protection. And that's truly whatever, that, that is truly everything Bant wants to do is get your value because it's semi value engine and then protect all your shit. You want to protect all your big shit. And he's so good at doing that. Yeah. And he's yeah. kind of one of the OGs, like Commander 2013, you know? So I feel like he's, he's, he's got to be here. I feel like everybody at one point kind of had a Rune of the Hidden Realm deck. Well, oh, I when, got you. Yeah, and it's just it's it's kind of fun, and there's a lot of different ways you can build it too, which is I feel like an important thing. But you know, if you're going to build it, it's probably going to just be ETB stuff. But I just wanted to make people aware that yeah, you can you can exile other people's creatures. 
I think that I probably would have had Rune on my list. I, I totally thought it was our own, but yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, GC's awesome. Um, yeah, build them. Uh, blinking stuff is really fun. There's lots of weird interactions that happen when you start blinking shit, and you should blink your board. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess a, a fun card with Rune is he does cost two mana, but since you're playing all those like ETB effects and stuff, you can play stuff like Eerie Interlude, which exiles your entire board and then like brings it back. Ooh. You can play like, yeah, like Essence Flux, Siren Ruses types effects that just, you know, blink at instant speed, do the thing. And that also allows you to blink Rune should he get in trouble. Yeah, that does. Notably, he cannot exile himself. So, because he's a good rocks boy. He's just trying yeah. to get other people to see the ethereal plane. He's a and good then we right back. Yeah, he's a good <laughs> soldier. Um, he's also a soldier, and we've just got a ton of new soldier synergies in Brothers War and Dominaria United. So if Ooh. you really wanted to, you could also build like Soldier Tribal with a splash of green. Cool. You could play Harvest Season and get all your ramp. And so, that, yeah, there, there's lots of different things you can do. Yeah, that'd be really cool. You could also use... Uh, doubling token enchantments if, with a soldier tribal deck too with green. Oh yeah, you get your paralyzer doubling season, your anointed processions and you can could you, really pop off. Could you imagine my rel with a doubling season? Oh yeah, my oh my god. You get eight you normally get like eight soldiers and all of a sudden you get 16. Yeah, and then, oh now that we're yeah, talking about my rel, because my rel is a a new card, 3-4, when she attacks, make soldiers equal the number of soldiers you have. The 1-1 one, one artifact soldiers from uh, Brothers War. And you can swing with Myrel, get the attack trigger, and then blink her to safety with Rune. So you get that trigger, and then you, you know, if she can't hit anybody safely, she can just blink out of combat. Oh, that's, yeah, that's fantastic. So it's cool. That's a, kind of more of like a battle cruisery thing to do, but it's, it's yeah, still, <laughs> it's, it's, it's awesome. This is a fun interaction, right? Like, yeah. Lots of really cool that's really cool stuff. So, uh, Rune is my number one. It's uh, everything Ben wants to do. Value and protection. <laughs> All right. Well, if you haven't guessed already, my number one is Derevi Imperial Tactician, which we've Ooh. already talked about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Derevi, we've talked about her. She's great. Um, I use her in the most in effective way in my deck but like she's like the one card in bird tribal that is out of this world um i found other ways that i should be using derevi so i'll talk about those rather than bird tribal um she definitely is really good as far as bird tribal goes and when i made bird tribal there weren't a lot of good birds like there were some okay ones and there was like a few really good ones but for the most part it was like Storm Crow and Friends. Um, yeah. But ever since like some of the uh, newer sets came out, uh, birds have gotten some good some good cards. So I have to update it. Um, but as we were saying, um, Drevian Stacks is crazy. And one of the ones, one of the stack um, combos that I really like with Drevi uh, and would like to use potentially in the future, um, sorry, Kane, would be <laughs> using cards like Hakori Dust Drinker or Winter Orb. Yes. So what you do, what those do is 
lands cannot untap during a player's upkeep, and you can only untap one. Um, and then combine that with Wilderness Reclamation, and you are the only one who has untapping lands. Yes. Um, additionally, when of course, when Derevi, or anyone else for that matter, of your creatures, deals combat damage to an opponent, you can untap or tap a permanent, so you could untap your own lands. Um, you can tap or untap creatures, uh, artifacts, anything. Um, so there's some really great um, artifacts and creatures that would do really well with this. Captain Sissy, which is a older card, you can tap her to find a legendary creature and put it, I think it's in your hand, um, but that basically tutors a legendary creature out of your deck. Arcanus the Omnipotent taps for draw three cards. So you could draw six cards in one turn. Um, additionally, yeah. Mana Vault is, ta is a what one drop tap for three mana. And you can keep on tapping that. Staff of Domination, you can do a, a whole plethora of things uh, rather than one. Of its abilities, you can do two. Isochron Scepter taps for using an exiled card. You can untap Isochron Scepter to make sure you can use, like, I don't know, a counter, <laughs> that or, kind of um, stuff. Silent. And then finally, Lux Cannon, which is removal. And you yes. have to put like charge counters on Lux Cannon for it to, it's like remove three charge counters to destroy a non land permanent. But you can get two counters on it per turn with Derevi. So, uh, Derevi is just, I think it's, to me, Derevi's perhaps one of the most, if not the most versatile Bant commander. You can do anything with her. Even on, like, EDH Rec, I was looking at the different themes people have made for decks. I mean, the list just is so, so long. Because you can do anything with Derevi. Um, Verity Circle is also a pretty fun enchantment. It's not super competitive, but it, it's a card draw engine when you tap an opponent's creature down, um, which Derevi does just by combat damage. And to ensure you're always doing combat damage, you can use enchantments like Bower Passage, where basically only creatures with reach can then block creatures with flying. And then Biden Thassa, where you force an opponent's creatures to attack every turn. Um, I just think the things you can do with Derevi just go on and on and on. And there's so many cool different things you can make with her and do with her. And they're all so variable. Yeah, totally agree. I, it's, we've said it all. I mean, Derevi, she, she, she does the thing. <laughs> she, she does the thing. I think and she's so feared. You know what I mean? Like if you bring like a Derevi deck to the table, everybody's like, <gasps> like, what is she, what are you playing? And then I, I play shitty bird tribal. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my favorite thing. Is like, you're so like, it's not, I'm not going to cast a winter orb on turn two. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm playing birds. I, um, on turn two, I play Stormcrow, so. <laughs> yeah. Winter orb, never heard of it, but you've heard of Stormcrow. You have the best card in Magic, clearly. Blocks 1 1 soldiers all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Stormcrow does. <laughs> and with Derevi out, you can swing with Stormcrow, untap Stormcrow. And then block a 1 1 soldier and do it again next turn. You can give Stormcrow vigilance. You can give How... Stormcrow very bad vigilance, yes. It's it's overpowered, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you could suit up Stormcrow with, like, uh, I think it's called Quicksilver Dagger. Oh, 
No, you can't. That's just got rid of that. I'm just kidding. Oh, never mind. Sorry. We we, we were on. going, we were trying to make Stormcrow good, but it's just a one-two bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, vigilance of two mana. Two mana vigilant flyer. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I was also thought Halo Fountain could be a really interesting win con in Derevi. Yeah. Um, but you'd have to have five white mana to use to win and 15 creatures on your board. So, I mean, you'd you have to like figure out a way. Oh, yeah. We already talked about like token strategies in Bant already, like with Jeddit. Oh, yeah. You could go hard. You just you need the five hard. white mana, which yeah. you can figure out a way to do. But yeah, that's yeah, Derevi. She's great. She's a girl boss. She's my top Bant girl boss. So, yeah, we've talked about all of the good things, kind of, well, you know, we, we kind of, like, scraped the surface. You can dive so deep into all this stuff. Oh, but yeah. if you, um, I, we've talked about, like, the good things, but on our next episode, we will be talking about the worst of Bant. The bad. The bad. The, the, the oof. The stinky, the bad, the, you see it, and you're like, oh, okay. You see it, and you're like, why are you a legendary creature? Yeah, why are you a creature? And we'll talk about some of the stuff that people don't like in Bant, maybe, and that kind of thing. And yeah, it'll be our top five worst commanders. Yes. In Bant. Excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad none of my worst ones ended up being one of your best because that would have been awkward. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, we were good. We had, I think we had with some. We had some variants. We also had some of the same. What were our, what were our differences? I know I had Falco, Spara, Feldegriff, and Rune. I had Arcades. Um, Shauna made it yeah. to my top five. And then Jedit as well. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So we had some variants in there. We did. But, mm. Though some of the ones we didn't mention were in our little call out. <laughs> Our honorable yeah. mentions. I'm, I'm excited we got to talk so much about uh, Takasia. I think Takasia is the MVP of today. I think so. Takasia, they're just... What an interesting card. It's just such an interesting card. Just giving Bant access to just surveil. Yeah. it's what a, what a weird ability to have for not access to black. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it was traditionally, I, I, people can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was just kind of a Demir thing. It so, was. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was just Demir. I know Bant is blue, but like still. Yeah. It, yeah, I just, I love it. I think it's so interesting. It is. So I'm a big fan. All and right. Jedit. He's a cat. Yes, Jedit. <laughs> oh, cat. <laughs> no bad spirits. No spirits this time. No. Maybe They'll come in. Maybe okay. Esper. <laughs> oh, definitely. Whole... Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe by the time we make the Esper video, Wizards will have given me an Esper spirit lord. Didn't they give you one, but it wasn't good? No, I don't think so. No? Mm -mm. Hmm. No, I could be wrong, maybe, but I don't think so. Because we got in Commander 20... 21 i don't remember but the the spirit deck it was it was as glorious yeah yeah oh that's right and that's a great yeah. spirit commander don't get me wrong yes but, but it's just, not just with the black, yeah because there's some really fun black spirits 
There are. There's some cool ones. But we can get into that on another episode. Yes, and right. We'll, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll go yeah, ahead yeah. and finish up our, uh, our first podcast. This was probably a little rough, but it's our first time. Um, oh, hope it I, was still enjoyable. I also hope this. I think you did a really good job. I think I've got to work on some of my research. <laughs> <laughs> no, I probably over-researched, if anything. <laughs> no, it's better to over-research than not have stuff. There's like at least 15 to 20 cards I didn't mention. Oh, man. Underneath these mer- commanders, because I'm like, I'm not going to talk about every single, like, legendary cat. Like, <laughs> oh, why would I do that? <laughs> but I think it's just to, like, think about what I liked about them. Yeah. I think that's good. And, yeah, I don't know how long this episode will end up being, but um, I feel like it's going to be a, a good digestible length, too. Yeah. But yeah. It's hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully it's it's all good and we'll excited to do episode two. Yeah, we're not gonna have like any sort of crazy release schedule, but uh we will release them as we get time. Yes. We'll attempt to be consistent. Yeah, we'll attempt to be consistent. Like if we could get at least one a month out, I think I'd be really happy with that. Yeah, I agree. I think that's fair. Like I'd say Bi-weekly or monthly, you know. That'd be sweet, yeah. Just whenever we can get them out. But yeah. the episodes will be there. We're going to try to get on all the major podcasting uh, platforms. So look for us there. We'll eventually have, like, a Twitter and that kind of thing. We'll post magic hot takes. <laughs> really stir up the controversy. That's right, really, really stir it up. And we really, really mix the pot up. Oh, yeah. With our right. insane hot takes. Come at everyone saying Bant's the best. That's the best. Three color. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bant. We love Bant. We love Bant. We love Bant. <laughs> That's funny because I don't I don't even have a, a single Bant commander. But now, after you know, doing some of this, this this one maybe I'll make a Bant commander. Yeah. Look at that. And I think everybody listening should also make a Bant commander. And everybody can fight with Bant commanders and it'll be great and fun. Yes. Spread the love for Bant. Just don't lean too hard into Simic or I'll hate you. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Joking, joking, joking. Someone just to spurn you makes a Simic rune deck. Yeah, like only Simic cards. Only Simic, except rune. Only, except rune, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, thank, you won't. <laughs> thank you guys for watching, or, well, listening. <laughs> yep, uh, we'll we'll see you in the next one. Yeah, see ya. Bye. Bye. Should we should we power metal scream on the way out too? Hundred percent. All right. Wah! One, two, three. Oh. Oh, oh. One, two, three. Wah! <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.